Promotional consideration paid for by the following. The number one board game is now a fully licensed video game. Vivisection's Lab Rat Kart Racing. It's better than all those other licensed kart racing games because this time you don't die of boredom, you die of anthrax. Video games and education meet in this incredible package as you race, chase, and scream your way through a twisty course that bears a marked similarity to all the other kart racing games we made. You won! Cool, you advance to the next level where you race on the same track again. Play Vivisection and Lab Rat Kart Racing today. Ages 5 and up. Rated T for Terminal. Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. It's episode 364, and I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived, the eater of worlds. It's me. It's Matt. I gotta tell you right now, I am pumped for the show because it's a weird show, it's a wild show, it's a Wednesday show, and if you know the show, folks, we don't do the show on Wednesday. Mm-mm. But the reason that we gotta do it, it's my partner here, it's my buddy, the guy who's always here, the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bearer, bringer, the beastmaster, third shift, it's Eric, and he's here to tell us why he's gotta screw the show up and make it awful. No, he's actually here to tell us how his week was. Hey, buddy, <laughs> how was your week? Well, because you prefaced with the whole other scenario, I will say... This is the second to last trip for me until next summer. So it's almost over. All the Tom Buggery, all the Tom Buggajogos is almost over for me, man. All right? Now you won't have to hear about it. You won't have to worry about it until next year when, you know, June, late May, June hits, and then it'll be all over again. And see, here's the beautiful part, Eric, because shows are starting again. Like in two weeks, the first show starts. Yeah, it's on a Thursday, so yeah. it's it's gonna be it's go. Oh, it's gonna be oh well, we're gonna have to do a Wednesday show because I'm leaving town and I got a show tonight and doodly do. And you know the best part is, is old Uncle Eric. He won't even say a word. He'll just say, "All right, cool beans," and he won't be mean about it, or nasty about it. But oh man, he's gonna, be, he's gonna be he'll mean. Go, about oh, it. He's gonna be man. Grumpy. What Wednesday? Oh, now, yeah, I, I will off air for it because I'm oh look at it, what's going on, Matt. Now it's always been. You can't do Thursday. But anyways, we josh each other. It's fine. Stuff happens. This way it goes. Now, as to how my week has been, it's been a week. It's been a decent week. You know, what a, a normal week. Not a great one, but not a bad one either. I haven't played as many games as I want, but that's because, like I was talking to Matt, I love Armored Core, all right? I've been playing that. That's one of the games. Armored Core 6, that's one of the games I've been rocking and rolling. What I found about this game is it's fast, it's frenetic, it's crazy, but it does have that little fang inside of it from typical From Software where everything's difficult and crazy. And it's only sporadic, though. Like, you'll go do two missions, two, three missions, all fun, just frenetic gameplay, flying around, blasting, you know, all these other mechs and whatnot, going off to town. And then all of a sudden it'll hit a mission where it's like, well, you're going to do all that, but... We also put this one thing in here that's an actual real mech, you know, a real actual other human, not just some kind of robot or whatever, and we're going to make them tough. But we're not telling you. It looks like every other mission. But then this happens. And then you get your butt kicked, and you come back, and you're like, all right, well, what happened? Maybe I'm just dumb, and I was being crazy. Nope, you get your butt kicked again. Okay, I don't know. What's going on? 
go in there. And then you, you got to do the typical from software thing where you're like, all right, parry, strafe. Oh, he's he's all about doing this crazy, weird range thing. So you have to get in close. And if you get out of his little close meter, he's going to wreck you with the things. You can't use this long range sniper you got because it just doesn't work. I need to check in mid range to close range weapons. This is like ace combat. Yeah. The mission is strafe the ground targets. Okay, I'm going to bring the AC-130 or whatever. Oh, there's a bunch of aces that came in. There's the ace squadron. Now you got a dogfight. Oh, crap. Okay, hang on. I didn't think that was what I needed. I got to bring got to bring one that's got ground, but it's also mostly dogfights. Yeah. And adjusting to that for me is, it's not impossible, but it is difficult because you just get a mindset where you're like, oh, I'm just going to. This is my build, man. I want to. I want to have these missile launchers on my left shoulder. I want to have this shield on my right shoulder. I want to go in with the sword, and I want to go in with this mid-range, nice, just adaptable, everything goes kind of rifle. That's what I'll do. Just to kind of, you know, uh, what do they call it? A, a joker, a jack of all trades, master of none. That's that's what I'll do. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You have to make sure you're paying attention to what those bigger bosses or the bigger, you know, enemies that you're going to encounter are doing. And you have to go change. And you have to say, all right, nope, this dude, I need to get two shotguns in hand. I need to get a large shield. Go in there and just pump away at him and take the hits, but know that he can't do anything against you. That kind of stuff. So it's fun. I like it. I love it. I'm really enjoying it. I think it's a game that you should play if you can deal with, you know, challenging encounters and stuff like that. But also just the feeling of being in the mech. And in going into these huge areas and just flying around and just wrecking shop and just then making sure you understand the scale of it. There's always things around you. And this is like a minor thing, but it's a big thing. There's always trees and cars and, and, and buildings and facilities all over the place constantly to remind you that you are in this gigantic, awesome mech. And you are just wrecking these things as you go through blowing up your enemies and doing all this. You're destroying shops. Trees are flying over. Cars are flying all over the place. really gives you that feeling, like, you know, that that power that you're in this thing and you're wrecking shop and nobody can stop you, except they can because I get killed quite a bit, you know, against these uh, random enemies that come about. The boss fights so far have been really cool, really challenging. And it also was one of those areas where I was like, all right, I'm thinking game terms. But a lot of times, I don't know if I told Matt, but it wants you to think in real terms. You know, like, hey, what you just saw, this dude's got these huge ballistics here that, you know, for long range. All right. In game terms, you just usually don't care. You're like, I'm going to go in here and do whatever I'm going to do. But no, this dude's going to wreck you if you get within, you know, without further than 50 meters away. You're about to get just schooled, all right? Well, this boss, he's got all these long-range effects. Same thing. If you're going to be out here doing this, he's going to wreck you. you got to get right up on him, you know, and then vice versa, all that stuff. It all applies, and it's just kind of different from what I'm used to. So I'm having fun. I really like it, but I will say that I get stressed out a bit with it. So it's kind of that game where I do, like, three or four missions, three or four things, go butt my head against a mission or a boss, and then I back out because I'm like, okay, well, I'm not figuring out right now. I don't, I don't really want to sit here and start maneuvering weapons and whatnot, which, by the way, is pretty cool because everything you buy, if, if you don't like it or it just doesn't seem to be what you know the situation calls for or, or anything, you can sell it back at full price. So you can just basically get your money back, 
Go try something different. Do whatever you got to do. It's not that big a deal. And if you just need money in general, you can go back and replay missions. So who cares, right? I just go play a couple of the easier ones, the ones I know I just smoke through getting S ranks for. Go do those a few times. You got playing money, and then you're back in the game getting whatever you need. So there's no stress in that area, but definitely a really cool game. But it's not a game that's like, got the focus you know just me and i'm playing and i'm like oh we're in until it's done like ff16 recently just did whereas every day i'm like can it please give me some time i want to go play this game i can't stop i need to get in it not there so looking for it diablo 4 everybody i play with you know they've basically done what they wanted to do for the season so it's me just kind of picking and piecing a little bit here and there but i'm already max level i've done the campaign i've gotten you know a decent build not where I want to be, but with everybody else done, it's kind of hard to play more than, you know, 30, 40 minutes at a time anymore, just playing by myself. So it's another one of those slow tickers. And then, of course, last but not least, this is a game I want to play a ton of, but, you know, me and Matt are going to play. So I don't want to go and just beat it and then do the usual hem hall where I'm like, all right, Matt, oh, I did the thing, let's go. So I want to make that our thing, but man... It wasn't clicking at first because I was getting my butt kicked on my own. But me and Matt got in there, got in this whole world where Matt was, and all of a sudden it was fun. It was great. Had a good time with it. The enemies are fun, but, you know, surmountable, no, no big issues going on, just having a good time, blowing them away, finding out the mysteries of this area we were in, and that was really cool just on its own. We had a boss fight, which, you know, killed us once, but we understood what was going on, and we went in and again in, and then beat it. Was it close? It was close. But we did beat it, and it was, it was great. It felt great. I had a great time. Wanted to play a ton more, but don't want to get into the point where you know, we're doing the whole late-night craziness. So we took it easy, and now I want to play that all the time. But we got to wait till our allotted time. And that's been my week. Remnant 2, having a good time with it. Diablo 4 and Armored Core, piecemeal games. I'm waiting for that next big bite, man. I need the next big bite. That's what I need. And I agree with you. And I got to tell you, speaking of Remnant 2, I wanted that big bite on Friday night when we played it. Because as soon as I got on, you went, yeah, I'm going to play with you for like 15 minutes. And we're just going to we're just gonna call it. And I went, oh, all right. Well, you know, who knows? Maybe I won't really like this that much. And then we got to playing it, and it was awesome. And we got in that creepy, like, spook Dr. Sanitarium type of thing. And I was like, this is cool. Yeah. And then you got to a point, you went, all right, let's call it. And I went, I don't want to do that. Oh, see, I want to just play this. All right. Well, next time, if if we're having a good time, we'll keep going. I just didn't want to push it, you know, and be like, oh, I'm having this go, man. And you'd be like, Whoa. all right. Because we started early, it could have been like we could have had a long play session, but it not be super late also. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Regardless, I echo everything you said about it. It was a lot of fun. I was a little... Not intimidated, not like worried about it, but the boss was just frustrating enough on that first fail until we figured everything out. But I was just like, oh man, I really hope this doesn't continue like this. Because it was there was a boss and he would shoot out some stuff and you were on like raised platforms. And every time you fell down, there was just a morass of enemies. Then you, you couldn't kill them fast enough, or at least I couldn't. And they would just replicate and replicate and replicate and replicate. And, oh, you've got a status effect now. Where's the two ladders? We couldn't find the two damn ladders you needed to climb out of there. Sucked. But after that, the second run, way better. And just running through that, that initial area that I'm in, 
apparently you're in a completely different one that's way, way harder, but just running through the streets and shooting some dudes. Oh, here comes a chainsaw dude. Well, all right, well, I sent the dog out, and then you got in close too. And it was not easy peasy, but easy peasy enough. Yeah. You know, it wasn't it was, Elden Ring hard. It wasn't no, Dark Souls hard. But it was a challenge enough to be fun. Yeah. But not like stupid hard or anything that annoyed you. Yeah, you couldn't be completely brainless, but it wasn't like, oh, taking all the skill, got to... Got to get, gotta get wide eyes. Focus, focus. focus. Now, it's just enough to let's drink some beers and have some fun and have a great time. So hopefully we do more of that. And the other thing I've been playing, well, one of the other things I've been playing this week is Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered. Now, I told you last week, listeners, that I was in a spot where I'm enjoying the game, loving swinging around, you know, doing stuff on the side. But I just wasn't clicking with the combat. It just didn't feel right. It didn't feel good. And I couldn't figure out why. I figured out, well, I don't know that I figured out why, but it's clicking now. It was Saturday, and I had nothing going on, and I specifically went, I don't want anything to do. I want to just have a free day. I want to play some games. I want to get outside. I want to go, you know, to, like, disc traders or some used game shops. I want to roam around the town or, like, maybe go have lunch somewhere or do something. So I sat down here with my breakfast. I went, all right, Spider-Man time. I'm going to get in an hour or two with Spider-Man. Then I'm going to shut it down. I'm going to go do some stuff. And then it was lunchtime, and I went, oh, it's, I should probably shut this down and then go do the stuff. And then it was dinner time, and I went, oh, I should have shut this down, and I sh- should go do some stuff right now, though. And then it was nighttime, and it was dark out. And I went, oh, I've been playing this all day because it stuck itself into my veins, and it hooked me, especially the combat. Because at a certain point, no spoilers or anything, where there's just bad dudes all over the city, just everywhere. Every single rooftop, there's bad dudes. And in my brain, because I wasn't hooked on the combat, I went, oh, this sucks. I'm just going to speed, just you know, low swing and point launching off the light poles and stuff and get to the objective, go fast, go, just ignore all this. And I took one big swing and I jumped on one rooftop and I went, well, I'll clear out this rooftop. And it went like that. And I went, oh, 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 hey, wow. Well, let me try and do the next rooftop. And it went like that. And I went, oh, I get it now. Like, I don't think I learned anything new specifically, but the flow got stuck in my veins. And then I saw a little pop-up on the bottom of the screen that said, defeated enemy groups will not return. And I went, oh, And I didn't specifically just do this, but if my main mission is all the way across the city, well, I'd swing, swing, swing through the city. Oh, this rooftop has enemies on them. Punch, 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 gone. All right, next rooftop, that's got some enemies. Punch, 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 gone. All right, swing, swing. Oh, another block. Punch, punch, punch. And the whole city's cleared out. That's all I did that whole day. I did all the side missions. I did all the side things. And I just had a blast, an absolute blast. And I got to the point where I went, well... What do I need to do to get the platinum in this game? I'll buy the last suit. Okay, I can replay this one mission twice, and I've got enough credits to get the last suit. And then complete all the districts. I went, oh, I've got to be at like 50% of those districts on all of them. And I went through. If there's, say, six districts, I was at 100%, 100%, 97%, 92%, 89%, and 87%. And I went, oh, well, well, this won't take very long. And it took less than 45 minutes to clean that all up. Platinum for me. Hooray, hooray. Good job, Matt. And now I'm on to the DLC. I beat the first one, started the second one. 
So it's it's a nice swinging, moving, grooving time. I'm having a great time with that game. The way you play a certain other characters, I'll talk more about it on the What You Play in Third Shift, but it's a ton of fun. I'm just loving it. Obviously, I loved it because I played it for like 100 hours on Saturday. That's literally all I did that day. All my other plans were shotgunned, boom, gone. What's up, gang? Future Matt here. Now, I normally don't do this, but we recorded the show early. I realized I'd forgotten some things that I did want to talk about. First off, hey, my family's in town this week, so it was great to see them, great to hang out with them. So far, I've only had one night, one hangout time with all of them, but hoping to get a little bit more later. Maybe. Who knows? But it's always good to see family, to see good people, have good times with good people. I don't get to do it very often. I don't get to do as much as I'd like, but I have to shout them out here. So that's been great. Another thing that was great was watching AEW All In over the weekend. A fantastic show, a fantastic pay-per-view that took place in London, England. So the best part of it, the absolute best part, well, I mean, the best part was watching the awesome pay-per-view. But the other best part was, since it was in London, start time for the pre-show for the pay-per-view, 12 o'clock noon. So I got to watch awesome wrestling from 12 to like 5 p.m., 5.30, I don't know. I can't remember exactly, maybe six, and then have the rest of the night to do whatever. So don't stay up all night and have to be groggy the next day. No, just start it at noon. And then if I lived on the West Coast, I would have started it at nine o'clock in the morning. I would have gotten up, eaten a great breakfast, and then sat down for a, a morning and early afternoon of resting. That would have been incredible. So back to the regular scheduled program. And I did play one other game, but I'm going to talk about it later in the episode. And if you're a loyal listener, you remember me saying what the release was going to be last week. That's what I played, so you already know what I'm going to talk about, but I'm going to talk about it later. Eric, tell me about something. Well, before I tell you about that something-something you're talking about, i got to ring it back. Because you said, i got to get out in town, i got to go to Dish Traders and whatnot, you know? And I went, yeah, Dish Traders is cool, Dish Traders is fun. I found another fun, cool place because one thing I didn't mention to you folks that I did over the weekend was I took the girls out on the town. They had a, a birthday party to go to at a place around, and I went, you know what? It's a good day. Let's go to Barnes & Noble. Let's do our, you know, we get some little junk food, and we sit at a table, we read books, and we eat our little junk food. It's a good time. And then I went, you know what? I haven't been around this mall in forever. I don't I don't go inside the mall anymore. I just go to the Barnes & Noble, do my thing, and I leave. So I took them around. You know what I found in that mall, man? There's a new shop called Chaos. And it's got video games, comic books, manga, old school stuff. There was a shop in here, man, on the left-hand side further in. A dude selling old, early 90s, late 80s action figures, toys, lunch boxes. You name it. He had all sorts of all the gizmos, toys, gadgets, what you, whatever you could think of. He had it all there lined up. There was a guy with a whole Nintendo booth. He had all sorts of Nintendos for sale, video game, Nintendo video games for sale, all there. They, you know, they are our poster printers at work. A guy had one of those set up there, and he was just printing out video game posters and, and anime posters, and he was selling for eight ninety nine and a pop. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. This place exists. It's there in the Lansing Mall. And I and, and there was a Funko Pop guy. He had a couple of them, actually. They had all sorts of Funko Pops, rare ones, you know, from the different Comic-Cons you can't get to. It was insane, dude. It was, it was nuts. I mean, just like you said, I go to the Lansing Mall all the time because that's where the movie theater is. Mm-hmm. But I literally walk in the doors to the theater and then walk from the theater doors out. I haven't walked around there for years. 
which side is it? Where is it at? I mean, it's got to be close to the Barnes and Noble-ish, right? All right. So where Regal is, all right, you're exiting Regal into the mall. Yeah, yeah. You go straight up. There's the fountain. Take a left. And it's going to be right on your left-hand side, right by the um, Hot Topic or whatever. I was going to say right by the Hot Topic. Yeah, cool. right by the Hot Topic, right there on the left-hand side, right across from FYE or whatever that you know shop is. And you'll go in there, and there's just like a whole bunch of different shops and people. You know, They have all their own booths set up in this huge area. Nice. And you can just go from booth to booth, checking out comic books, checking out Funko Pops, checking out video game stuff, and old, all sorts of just kind of geek weird stuff. And it was just like, it's like a flea market inside of a store. It's really crazy, really weird, but super neat, super cool. So I wanted to spend a lot of time in there. But uh, the girls obviously started to get bored and wanted to get out of there. So I just ended up with a Demon Slayer poster that I'm going to get framed and put up there and all that good stuff. But I had to chuckle. I'm like, you know, I have all this stuff I have at work. If only I had a way just to print that stuff without issue. But but I'll buy it for eight ninety nine. That's no big deal. That's still a fair price, I think. So, I, I, side note, has nothing to do really with the show, I guess, folks, unless you're going to come over here to Lansing, Michigan, and you want to check something out. But I had to say it because it was really neat, and it was part of my week that I forgot all about because, you know, that's just the way weeks go. But there you go, Matt. Check it out. Chaos in the Lansing Mall. You'll have a great time with it. Oh, yeah. Now, if you want to talk about this other thing, like a release, a game release, whatever it is we're supposed to do next, you know what it's going to be, everybody. It's Sea of Stars. That just came out the other day. I got to play it for about 30 minutes, all right? This is developed by Sabotage Studios, the individuals that brought you, of course, The Messenger, which me and Matt both played a long time ago and had such a great time with. It is out on Windows, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S. Released August 29th, 2023, like I said just the other day. You can get it and you can play it. The uh, reviews for this game are phenomenal. It speaks for itself. If you don't know what this is, it's an old-school RPG. It's paying homage to the likes of Chrono Trigger, etc. from back in the day, except it's using uh, the new you know, the new pixel style that could never be replicated in the consoles of yours, so it's just freaking phenomenal and gorgeous. I'm so early in, I can't really speak to the story myself, but what I have played, the 30 minutes or so I've gotten to do the, thus far... Is so you kind of do like a backstory and you and you learn who Garl is and you learn what happened to the two individuals who are the Solstice Warriors. You gotta you know get their powers up to fight the Fleshomancer and all of his minions because he's evil and bad. Do I know more than that? Not really, because I'm fresh into it and I don't really like a lot of spoilers. I want to you know experience it for myself. I can tell you in this particular RPG. I was told one big important thing, and, and for me it's not that big of a deal. I don't mind grinding, but if you do. This RPG does not grind. When you kill baddies, they're gone and dead. They don't come back. The whole point of this game is to play it through, defeat the enemies that come in front of you as you play, and you will always be at the level appropriate for the next point in this game. So it's all about the story. It's all about going in there, fighting what is there, using your abilities, using the skills, using the equipment given to you, and and having a great time. And then the last part, the music, even 30 minutes of it, Matt, let me tell you just phenomenal i mean i'm just over here bopping my head i'm just in it i actually had a twitch stream up and i went nope you're done but get off my screen i gotta listen to this and was just going to town the music is so freaking great and of course it's got two individuals working on it one the individual who did chrono trigger originally did all the music for that game he came back and of course graciously gave them like a whole bunch of set pieces for like all your typical, you know, generic areas, your village music, your overworld music, da 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 And then upon that, 
the main guy, the main dude who did the music for this game, he also is like the drummer in Necrogoblicon. And you should know this, Matt. Because, you know, Shay loves Necrogoblicon and made us listen to it a whole bunch. You remember that? That is. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like the drummer for that band, I think. And he's over here doing all the music for this game, you know, and well, except for, of course, like I said, the tracks that uh, were done by the original uh, Chrono Trigger composer. It's just aces, aces, graphically aces, musically it's aces, gameplay so far, very fluid, fun. I'm finding nothing to be sad about. It's already got its hooks in me. I want to play it so bad. Can't wait to get more to it, but I'm telling you, Sea of Stars, folks, if you got an RPG itch and you really want to get in there from the olden days, this is a title you got to check out. It is just phenomenal so far. You want to talk about all that kind of stuff, but with an interesting twist, you know you're talking about my release, which actually came out on the 8th of August, apparently. That's what Wikipedia said. There's no way that's right. There's no way I sat on this for like 22 days. No, it got delayed. It had to be delayed for like a week. Yeah. Yeah. So it has to be like the 14th or something. But developed by Mega Cat Studios, published by Skybound Games, this dropped for PlayStation, PC, Nintendo Switch, Xbox, and Netflix. Hey, if you got a Netflix account, you can play this game. I'm talking about WrestleQuest. I'm finally talking about it because I finally did get my hands on it. But it's in a way that I shouldn't have gotten my hands on. I'll talk more about that later. And this is the retro throwback JRPG, but it's in the form of wrestling. The setup of this game is... You are a toy. Like, it takes place in a toy box where you are a wrestling action figure, essentially. Muchacho Man Randy Santos is one of the characters you play as, who obviously idolizes Macho Man Randy Savage. And he's kind of the it's-still-real-to-me-damn-it kind of guy. He kind of has this, like, weird superhero delusion where he's going to be the best wrestler alive and he's going to go do it and everything is actually real. He's a real hero and those are real villains out there and this, 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 this. And then you also play as Brick Logan or Brock Logan, who is basically a take on Brett the Hitman Hart, but he actually knows what's going on. He knows that there's a script that you got to follow and this and this. He's been like a wrestling veteran. So it's interesting so far, I'm only like an hour or two into it, that you play as these characters who have two different takes on wrestling and two different storylines so far. And I'm sure they're going to come together and there's going to be a big party and all this stuff. But essentially, you're playing as these wrestling action figures. Every combat, every encounter you have is wrestling-based. So, you know, you have a random battle, boom, you are in a wrestling ring, your party is on one side, the other party is on the other side, and you take part in basically JRPG combat, but with kind of a Mario RPG or Paper Mario type of twist, in that most actions have a small QTE. So you do a regular attack, Santos runs up, and ah! you got to hit one of the face buttons. Hit it with good timing. You can knock the enemy back into the ropes, and they come back to you. Then there's another QTE. So if you hit it, you do extra damage to them. If you miss it, they do damage to you. And it's the same thing on the enemy's turn. you got gimmicks, which are basically your spells and abilities. I just got my first additional party member. So you can prep for a tag team attack and then have one of your other party members use a tag team attack. It's a ton of fun, and everything is wrestling-based. There's wrestling characters. There's, like, actual wrestlers are in the game. If you like wrestling and you like RPGs, you have to play this game. That's why I got it. You have to play it. The story, it's silly. The characters are silly. But it's got enough real-life wrestling injected into it that you'll appreciate it. You know, if you're a smart mark, as they say, you're going to love it. Because you're going to see references to 
old school wrestlers, yes, but like I said, podcasters, other wrestling personalities, it feels good. Like even when you beat the enemies, you have to pin them afterwards if they're a special character. And you have a little QTE for the one, two, three, because the ref slides in the ring. Does the three count or not if you screw it up? And he slides back out. There's summons where you can like summon Andre the Giant. He'll come in and like flip the ring. A lot of the other enemies you're fighting, they're not just wrestling action figures, though. There's takes on the Ninja Turtles. There's, you know, dinosaur action figures. We all had as kids those 80s and 90s action figures. Mm -hmm. I just got to this really junkyardy town, and there's a Mr. Potato Head getting bullied by these other action figures. There's like a Gundam dude you see every now and then. So it feels like a throwback to those 80s or 90s days when you're a kid, playing with all your action figures. But if you love wrestling, you need to play this game. Even if you're not an RPG head, there are all a ton of accessibility options. If you don't like the QTEs, which are a major sticking point for a lot of people, in the accessibility options, you can turn them off or you can like auto-complete them so you don't even have to mess with it. You can make the battles easier. You can make them harder. There's all kinds of mini-games. Again, that's one of the sticking points for a lot of people. Some of them aren't that great. I just encountered my first one where you have to play like a DDR game to dance and get this thing for a guy. I don't know, it's this big, expansive game. It's like 30 hours. I think the completionist played it, and he said he played 80 hours to get everything done. It's a blast so far, but the only reason I'm not playing it more is I got it on my Steam Deck, and I went, this is going to be perfect. I'm going to lay belly down and kick in my feet and play it on my Steam Deck. And it's not verified on Steam Deck. And I went, why is that? And I said, well, some text is small and hard to read. And I went, phooey, that's for old folks, that's not for me. And then I started playing the game, and the text box, when dialogue comes up, it's like the middle third, and the font's really small. And it doesn't bother me that much, except for when I play it for like 20 minutes, and I, you start getting the squints going. So I would say, if you're interested in playing this, don't play it on Steam Deck yet. Play it on PlayStation or Nintendo Switch or something else where you have a big screen so that doesn't hurt your eyes or strain your eyes. I'm probably going to put it down for a week or two, see if it gets patched. And if it doesn't, I might just buy it again on PlayStation, because everything about this is for me. It's JRPG. It's wrestling from two different sides of the spectrum. That's the thing I was going to mention. The fights you have with boss characters can be scripted too. So on the side of the screen, you'll have, oh, you have to hit him with this, and then you have to hit him with this, and then you have to let him kick out, and then you can finish the battle. So it's deeper than just, oh, buff your guy up and just punch him a lot and then win. You have to go through a physical storyline in the physical match you're having, which is that other layer of depth that I love in wrestling games, like Fire Pro Wrestling World. To get a good match rating, you had to have some back and forth. Here, with the boss characters, you have to have some back and forth. Or you have to make the fight make sense, if that makes sense. So that's another layer for true wrestling fans, true wrestling heads. You're going to love. I love this game. It's awesome. I'm having a blast with it. So I can't wait to dig more into it. If you love wrestling, you have to play this. Everything you see will make you smile in some kind of way. There's going to be tiny references that regular people like Eric won't get. Regular Johnny off the street won't understand at all. If you like wrestling, there's so much of that stuff in here. You're going to love it. You got to play WrestleQuest. I'm, I got to play it. You got to play it. Come on. Now, in my defense, there might be a couple things here and there I get. You got to remember, there was about a three-year stint that I was a wrestlehead, too. I was nuts doing all things, buying all the pay-per-views, going crazy for it. And then just unfortunately, it disappeared for me. So I'll get a little bit. Now, I'm not just an, uh, an un uncouth idiot that knows nothing of the wrestling scene. I wasn't trying to say that in any kind of way, but there's like little insider terms, even just like in the tutorial and stuff. Yeah, a lot of that stuff I won't know. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's that. This guy's a reference to him over here. Da, 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 da. Oh, it's just great. 
It's awesome. Sounds fantastic, for sure. And, of course, another thing that's going to be fantastic, whether it's good or bad, Matt, is the Nintendo Direct Showcase thing tomorrow for August 31st at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's all about Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Okay? You get to know whether this thing's good, bad, or whatever. And this is why I say it's a win-win, because I get to go in and watch it. And if it's great, cool. Now I get to have a, a new Super Mario Brothers game that's going to be freaking fantastic. And if it sucks or not my up my alley, great! And that's one game I don't got to worry about playing this year, and I can just go ahead and let it slip off into La La Land or buy it some other thing at a bargain bin, which that's a lie because Nintendo games don't go on bargain bins ever, period. But you know what I'm talking about. So this is coming up tomorrow for everybody to watch. I recommend you do so because it's a Mario Brothers game and a 2D one at that, which usually are the coolest and the bestest. I'm already sold. I just haven't bought it yet. So I'm interested to see even more of it because what I have seen got me so excited. I mean, you guys heard it when we talked about it in the Nintendo Direct from however many months ago when it first got announced. Everything about that trailer got me excited. Because it was, I mean, it wasn't even the traditional new 2D Super Mario Brothers, which I've never really played one, but it always looks so floaty and so weird. It doesn't look like Mario. Mm -hmm. This, while it's completely different from old school Mario, looks like Mario. There's weird stuff going on, and it doesn't feel like, ah, ha, 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 I'm doing a weird, you know, flutter jump. That's all the new Super Mario Brothers games seem to me. But this one looks good, and I want to see more about it, and I'm looking forward to seeing more about it. And it's at 10 o'clock Eastern. That's... I can't believe it. That's There's no way that's true. You're no, wrong. I'm, t- I'm looking right at it. 7 a.m. Pacific time. Watch Super Mario Bros. Wonder Direct live stream. Don't know why it's at this time, but it is. It's right there. Nintendo's website. We typically don't see that. It's always like a, you know like 7 in the morning or something weird like that. And you end up just having to rewatch it later on in the day. What's up, everybody? Future Matt breaking in again. And I won't go into this too much but since the super mario wonder direct was today and it aired before the podcast will come out because i still haven't edited it all yet you get what i'm saying i had to react to it just a little bit now i'm not going to go into details because we're probably going to do that in the next episode when eric's here because he'll get mad if i get to say my piece and he doesn't get to say his but i'm going to tell you man if this game was on your radar at all you need to watch this direct because it was incredible. This game looks amazing. It's more than I could have possibly hoped for, and as you heard on the podcast, I'm already excited for it. So go watch this, because this is the game that I want. This is the game that I need. Even though there's too many games out right now, I have to get this, and I have to play it. It's going to be mine, and I'm going to play it and love it. You should do it too. I was going to say something, but it'll be a spoiler we'll talk about in the next episode, so go check it out. Have a great time with it. I know I will, too. See you next week from future Matt to present you. Look, it's it's very confusing. I don't know. Back to the boys. So definitely check it out. It's going to be a hoot. It's going to be a holler. And I can't wait to see how it turns out, see whether I'm going to buy it or not. But here it is, man. Another game we got to see about. All right. And before we talk about our last, our last thought on this game, that's Starfield, folks. This is Starfield. The biggest game. Everyone's going nuts for it. I got a beef. I got a piece of beef. And I, I've expressed this beef before, but I'm saying it again because it's, you know, my show and I can do that. I am so damn tired. It only happens with these big ones, mind you. So it's not like it's all the time. It doesn't annoy me all the time. But all the big streamers, all the big podcasters, all the big outlets, 
they get a hold of this game. They've already had it for weeks now. All right. And they, they've admittedly said so. You've seen it on all the tweets and everything. You know, we've had this game. But they come on their shows, they come on their streams, and they're like, man, I just wonder, really wonder how that Starfield's going to turn out. You know, it's uh, so important, you know, and we really wonder, like, how it's going to be. Is this game good or bad? Is it going to break Microsoft? I really don't know. And then they'll be, like, talking later on in the show, and they're like, oh, yeah, we already told these other individuals we're not reviewing the game because it's all hands on deck, Starfield, baby. It's all hands on deck. We got everyone playing this game in our par- in our department. Everyone's on this game. <laughs> and you can you can hear it. You just hear it in all their voices. You ain't fooling nobody. You've spoiled it. The game's good. We already know that. Because if it wasn't, you wouldn't have dedicated your whole department to it. And you wouldn't be breathing like dogs in heat about the title. I'm tired of it. It annoys the shit out of me. It's like, you know, if you get something this big and it's such like a, a pinnacle of gaming, such a pinnacle moment for a, a particular developer or studio or, or even console at this point, you got to figure it out a little bit better because you've you've already let loose the secret. And it's not just one. I, you know me. I listen to a bajillion shows all week long and they're all doing it. They're like animals in heat, like I said. And it's like, you just gave it away. This game's gangbusters. Because you, w- I know what it sounds like when a game failed and didn't work. And this ain't it. This is the exact opposite of it. Which, A, I'm really glad. But B, you listen to a million podcasts, and they're all doing it. It's because everybody has to put out a million hours of content all the time. So there's no way for them to not talk about it before they are supposed to talk about it. Like, no, no way at all. I mean, I don't listen to a lot of other video game podcasts because I find like it kind of guides me by the nose. Oh, you should you should feel this way. But the fact that they have to put out so much content, it doesn't help in this case because that's what makes them have to talk about it when they shouldn't talk about it. If you have the game for like two weeks, just say, yeah, we're working on the review. Can't say anything else. That's it. That's what I'm saying is you say I have the title. And unfortunately, since we haven't, we are playing it. We don't really want to talk about it because it might hint at our opinions or our views on such titles so we're gonna go ahead and pass and in two weeks come here at 9 a.m and you'll check it out and you'll hear everything we have to say good or bad about it and that's it you're done but since you also have to be on the xbox cast in 15 minutes time then you have to say it again there and then you're on the general video games podcast two hours after that and then tomorrow you got to do three other shows that you got to drop here mm-hmm. so it's it's a catch-22 because, yes, they want to put out all this content so people consume the content. And you hear the ad reads and you get the money and do all the other stuff. But then you get stuff like this where, I mean, I've, I've seen it with, with people like Skill Up, you know, who usually will drop like one or two videos a week. And he does like the, the weekend video game stuff. But when there's something he's working on and, you know, he does the preview build and it looks good and sells me on the game, then he'll be like, oh, hey, it's the weekend video games. And coming up in a couple of weeks, we got this. And you can hear his voice start pitching up. Or start pitching down. Regardless of if it ends up turning out good or bad, or I like it or don't like it, that's the kind of thing that I don't like. He's kind of preconditioning you to not like it also, because he didn't. Or to really like it, because he did. I don't want to say it's like problematic, because if a game is good and people are excited about it, what's wrong with that? Well, and plus, if, if you're listening to a very particular set of people and you really enjoy their opinions all the time, there's nothing wrong with it, because it's probably going to align with what you think anyway. So all you're doing is living in your little bubble and having a great time. And that's what people do all the damn time. Now, I will say this, Matt. Don't worry. Rest assured. It doesn't affect me. I can see views of people, but I always have an opinion. 
<laughs> I always got my own opinion. Well, it just it hits me more because, like, like I've said before on this podcast and others, my last couple games of the year have been like people's worst games of the year. So anytime they talk about it, they go, oh, yeah, just today I listened to I'm not trying to just crap on the guy, but it's the same thing we're talking about right now. Scallops Weekend video games went through the PS Plus games that came out. It was, ha, you're going to get uh, Saints Row. Ha <laughs> So that sucks. It's actually really fun. And they've been doing a bunch of patching, so it's actually really good. And they'll be dropping good DLCs, which is great content. But anyone's going to just hear what he said, and it'll just... Pfft. So sorry to tangent your whole thing, but I feel like I get what you're saying. They should just not say anything and just be professional. Hey, we got the whole team working on it, so we get all kinds of different views and feedback on it. That's it. Mm -hmm. But it really bothers me when it's the other way. When you can tell they didn't like it, but it could be something I love. Or you love her. Bobby loves her. It could be great for somebody else, but the, you can just tell they just start going down like this. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of what I was saying is you'll know in the bigger groups because they'll be like all hands on deck, and then all of a sudden it ain't all hands on deck. All of a sudden you've only got uh, Jim, Joe, and, and Celine doing it. And you're like, well, wait, it was all hands on deck I thought a couple weeks ago. Now they're saying they've only got three playing it. Why are they Why are they taking from Alpha 9, you know, DEFCOM 5 here, down to DEFCOM 2 or 1? Because they actually went, oh, it's not that big hit. It's not that big banger that's going to get us all the clicks. That's going to get us a million of views when we put our review up for this incredible title that everyone's going to have to play. They understand that. So now they're reallocating individuals to some other titles that might get enough clicks to make up for the clicks that they're not going to get for this particular title. It's a whole thing, and I know you know we hell we podcast, but and I know it's a thing you got you know you're doing to get clicks, to get views, to get people in on it. But man, it just annoys me sometimes because it's like you said, it's happened with the negative titles too, where you're like, I'm really excited for this game, but then all of a sudden they just stop talking about it, and you just immediately go, oh, at least they don't like it, didn't like it, only going to have poo poo to say about it. Great, and we talk about it off air, and I think we've talked about it here too. Ninety percent of people probably aren't going to play it just because they hear that and feel that. Mm -hmm. So whether it's, it's up or down, and obviously I'm talking more about the down because it, it affects my viewpoint more, that's all anyone's going to parrot. So I, the IGN guys started doing the previews of it, and then uh, then it really fell off, so it's probably crap. And, you know, it'll get like a 7 or 8 out of 10. Yeah, it's garbage. It's poop. It's not what it should have been. What a figured 7. But you don't know because you didn't play it. All you did was go off... Uh, other people's it, views and that's a whole other topic me. which i think we've talked about in the past as well but just in this way i had to bring it up because it's relevant it's coming out next week everyone's excited for it every single individual who has any say so is like you know pumping everybody up to be there next week for the big reviews and everyone's on it well we're not the big guys we don't have it we haven't touched it so this is our last attempt just to, hey, what do you, what's your mood on this, man? Where do you think it's going to be great? Are you excited for it? Do you not care? What, where are you at with this one? I feel like it's a weird one for me because anytime I see gameplay of it or like that Starfield Direct that we watched, that got me hyped. When I see gameplay of it, I go, yeah, this is good. But it's still not, for some reason, I'm not connected to it. Like it doesn't feel real like it's coming out. Like it feels like it's still six months away. And granted, it's because there's just this dump of amazing games. Like I haven't even gotten back to Live Alive, which I was loving. And then there's this coming out and that coming out and this and this and this and, this and everything. And Baldur's Gate 3 is finally coming to PlayStation next week also. The same day as Starfield. It's something I am excited for, 
but I feel like I can't be excited for anything right now. I feel like I'm more excited for like Super Mario Bros. Wonder or the Mario RPG remake because that's still like I can look through a, a pirate spyglass and see it. When I think about Starfield, I think, how am I supposed to play that? How do I play that right now? I still got to beat Spider-Man. I still got to play WrestleQuest. I still got to play Sea of Stars. I still got to play Live Alive. I still got to play this, 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 this. I'm excited. It looks good. I want it to be good. Just to have another cool thing that I'll want to dump all my time in my Xbox for. But it doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel like it's here. I don't. I haven't felt like a big game hype for a long time. And I think it's just that this year has kind of screwed me over on it. Yeah, see, this was one I was expecting you to be big on. You know, I, I know you were way bigger on Fallouts than I ever was because of my problems with, you know, being an idiot and f- crawling in sewers and never coming out. You know the deal. And and that's where I'm at with this one. I want to be excited. I love the space idea. I love it all. But I cannot separate Fallout from Starfield. Every time you're like Bethesda, I go, Fallout. And I go, I don't like Fallout. But I seen, I've seen, we were there. I watched it too. I watched it. it it's nothing like Fallout. It's, it looks incredibly different. The the combat looks actually really cool. But I can't, I cannot put them, separate them. <laughs> and you know, today I texted you. Here's, peel back the curtain for a second, folks. Mm-hmm. I texted Eric and I said, What are we talking about? He went, I want to talk something about Starfield. I thought in my brain, I went, Thank God, because we've seen the combat. Thank God he'll never say Fallout about Starfield ever again. Because I've been saying it the whole time. The whole time I've been saying, it's not going to be like Fallout. Why would you think it would be? Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. You did it. I did it. Shut up, Eric. Shut up. Everything they've put out has been janky, strange Fallout type gameplay. I can't just be like, oh, you know what? Just because you've shown me some, you know, edited material, now I 100% believe that this game is going to be nothing like your previous titles. I cannot do it. And I want to play. I'm going to play. It's it's a hands-for-sure situation. Have you seen the guns that don't work like Fallout guns? I know Stop saying it. I'm not just saying the combat. It's also the jank and the open-worldness. I don't like any of that either. I don't like, hey, Welcome. And then I go anywhere. I'm too stupid for those games. I need somebody to tell me where to go. What am I doing? It's just like the Zelda problem. I, I just go pick berries. I don't know. You don't know. You're not telling me what to do. What am I supposed to do? So I just I hit the little hobgoblins with my club and I pick berries until I get bored and then I log off. You didn't tell me what to do. So I'm just gonna go pick food and kill these animals. I did it in Fallout. I just, hey, there's rats. I guess I'll chase these rats. And I killed rats. And I followed them to a sewer and got stuck in a sewer. Hey, it's town. Hey, I'm going to hit you. Oh, I'm going to hit you. Oh, the town hates me. Okay, I, I can't go to the town. Where do I go? I don't know. Guess I'll go this way. Oh, hey, come to my house. Let me come to your house. Now I'm gone and dead. Okay. Uh, what was I supposed to do? Well, I don't know. You do whatever you want. I, you tell me. Tell me the story. What the hell's going on? There's always a main quest. You got to go in your quest log. It's fine. I know. See, I will. I will say, you know, I wasn't that into Fallout. I played some and then mm-hmm. ended up falling off because it's too. There's too much to do. But I think some of my hype is coming because I played The Outer Worlds not too long ago, which was 
open world sci-fi. If this is anything like that, and who knows if it is, I don't know. Mm. I loved that. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And we've talked about it before. I love space games. I love exploration. I still want to get back into No Man's Sky because that's just pure space games and exploration. But this having stories and outposts and things you can go and do. The more negative you are on it, the more excited I get. Because I want it to be really good, and I want to have a blast. Well, that's what we always do. Every time I jazz something, you try to shit it. And then every time I shit something, you jazz it. So it's how we roll. It's what we do. Every time I'm like, I'm going to just tank you to the pooper. You're like, nope, I'm putting it up in the star line, and you're going to suck it. And it's vice versa. (laughs) Every game we play, we do this. That's why we never get to talk about games together. It's because we pretty much just, I'll hate what you you love, and I'll love what you hate. And every blue moon will meet in the middle, but most of the time it doesn't happen. But I'm going to play this game because I want to give it the benefit of the doubt. You know, it looks cool. I love space. I love the idea of traveling to the different planets. Do I think it's going to be amazing? Yeah, because it's been spoiled for me. Yeah, I already, I already, I've listened and heard all the the heated. <laughs> they're already panting, which means it's going to be a nine at least, probably ten out of tens in a lot of cases. This game is going to be a, a no brainer to at least check out. Will I stick to it? It all depends on whether, like you said, the missions are clear and you have the ability to go do anything. As long as there's actually very clear missions, like no, Eric, listen, go to planet this talk to John, it will be the next mission, and then be able to do it without grinding. Oh, well, yeah, you can go talk to John, but we really thought you'd actually go to these 40 other planets and, and do silly crap until you went to John. And to be fair, I mean, I think Skyrim was pretty well signposted. I, I didn't play a lot of that either. I'm not Skyrim was better. hours in Skyrim. But it had a lot of traps. But the main quest said, thunk, go it here. Did. And granted, it's all the way across the map, but... Well, you go there, that way, you find a town here, you find a cave here, you find a troll. Yeah, I went much longer in Skyrim, in my defense, than I did in any of the fallouts. It's just, there were a lot of of things that you could get stuck on and get sidetracked with that would lead to precarious situations. So, you know, that was, and I was an idiot back then, and I didn't really do a lot of multiple saves and keep, you know, okay, I'm about to do this side tangent. Let me save here on a separate save. So if it turns out wrong, I was in the, I was more, I don't know. It's, oh, that looks really neat. Let me go see what happens. Oh, well, crap. It saved. It just auto-saved over my, my file. Oh, no. What ha- how do I that's, fix this? That's why you make smart decisions, too. Yeah, no. you, you, you don't just hey, look, follow a creepy you know, man I'm down a creepy smart. alley. I just do you what know, I want to do, man. You don't, God dang it. Sick <laughs> <laughs> So I am hoping, that, like like I said, I haven't heard any of the people you're talking to or about. So I've been hoping that it's been good. I haven't heard anybody do that negative pitch down. Oh, Starfield's coming out. We'll see how it goes. It's always just been flat. Hey, Starfield's coming out. We hope it's pretty good. Good. I do too. I want all games to be good. I want all games to be great. And then, especially if it's good, then the console people, console war people, can just shut the f*** up because I'm so sick of seeing both sides of it. Starfield's coming out. Ho, 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 lo, 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 I'm a Sony pony. It's going to be garbage. Oh, I'm an Xbox boy. This is going to be the greatest thing in the entire world. When it's out, it'll just be out, and I hope it's good. And then everybody can just shut up. Are you going to play it day one? Or are you going to hem and haw and wait till you've gone through 50 other games? I have to play it day one. Okay. I have to. Good. So we can at least give our initial thoughts after that comes out. Hopefully. I mean, uh, 
Oh, God damn it. No, I just mean, hopefully it's not like Wednesday we have to do the episode, so Tuesday is all day download, and oh, then, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I got yeah, an hour into true. it. Yeah. Depends on how that works out. Yeah. But either way, even if it's a week after, we'll, we'll at least be able to give initial thoughts and, and a good, hey, we played for a couple hours or whatever. Yeah, it's definitely going to have to be, from here on out, it's got to be like structured play sessions for me, because that's coming. Baldur's Gate 3 gets preloaded onto my PlayStation 5 oh, right then. Mm-hmm. Everything else happens in the entire world. I mean, by then, Spider-Man will have been beaten. I'll beat that this weekend, or I'll finish you know, the DLCs, but... Well, then I got to start playing Sea of Stars also. So that RPG, Starfield, another big RPG, Baldur's Gate 3, another big RPG, WrestleQuest, if that get patched on my Steam Deck or I buy it somewhere else, another big RPG. Uh, how the hell do we do gaming anymore? How do you do it? I don't know. We'll have to figure it out, man. And that's for another episode. So what about you out there in podcast listener land? What are you thinking on Starfield? What are you hoping for? Have you played it already? Are you the guy Eric's talking about? Do you work at Kind of Funny Games? Are you listening to this right now? That's not just them. And you have to go on the Xbox cast and then the Xbox Series X cast and then the Xbox Series S cast. How can you not just talk about Starfield all day? Or do you not care about it at all? Is it not up your rally? Let us know any kind of thing. Via the email, thirdshiftme.gmail.com. On the Twitter machine, at thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Hit up the Discord, the Patreon. Hit up my house. I got a weird screen door falling off the front. Just open it up, and then you can knock right on my door. It's great. Boom, boom, bang, bang. While you're knocking on that door, you can also head over to Patreon and knock, knock, knock. Throw us a couple bucks. Indeed, we would appreciate it. It would help us keep the lights on. And, of course, with a few bucks, you'd get some extra content. Have a great time. With us in the sidelines, it would be so much appreciated. But if you can't, totally understandable. You can help us out by throwing us some mailbag questions, going over, give us five-star ratings on the iTunes, on Spotify. Go talk to Matt. Knock on his door. Make him scared. It'll be a whole episode we get to talk about people coming to Matt's door. Matt's paranoid. It's a whole thing. It would be great. I would get a kick out of it. You got to watch out. There's bees around here because there was a bee in my house today. So that means uh-huh. when you're knocking on the door, you might make some bees mad. And yeah. you know, maybe you might get stung. Watch out for them attack bees at Matt's door while you're doing all that. That's right. But any and all interaction is super cool, super fun, and we appreciate it, and we appreciate all of you as well. Absolutely, we do. And we appreciate you listening to the very next episode, which will be dropping on or around the 7th of September on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Poppy, and on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey. If you like what we're doing and like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed, we appreciate it, just like we appreciate those five-star reviews. Come on, folks. Summer's coming to an end. Tonight, very well tonight, the blue moon's out, okay? The big super blue moon, the blue moon that's going to change your life and change ours because if you don't get us a five-star rating before it hits, tomorrow, tragedy is going to strike your family. It's not my rules. Letting you know. I wish I knew that the blue moon was out. I would have gone about a blue moon. And then I would drink it tonight as I'm watching wrestling after yeah. this podcast. And since like, after oh. you're done wrestling, Matt, think about it. It'll be dark. And it's clear night tonight. You can go actually look at that blue moon. Look at the blue moon and salute it with a blue moon. And take a sip of blue moon. And just have a great time. I'm going to take a chance and assume it's going to be a clear night all night. And since I'll be up at, you know, four in the frickin' morning, I can just go look at it when I go out to my truck to get ready to go to work. Hell yeah. Now, knowing my luck, it's going to be a clear night up until about 2.33 in the morning. And when I go out there, it will be cloudy and I will miss it. And then I'll be very angry that I didn't just go out there at 9.30 or whatever, even though I'm supposed to be sleeping. But, you know, 
I could make it work, take a little nap, go out, look at it, go back to bed. But I just wonder, will you folks go see that blue moon and give us that five-star review, or will you let tragedy befall your family? That's up to you. Cards are in play. Well, see, also the bad thing is they're not going to hear this before it happens. I know. So it'll be retroactive. <laughs> and it's, it's it retroactive. It's fine. It'll make sense, you guys. When you hear this, you'll say, oh, I did see the blue moon and I gave a five-star review because they were already planning on doing so from last week's talk, Matt. You see what I mean? It's all it's all paying forward, and they're going to get that telekinetic energy. It's going to be okay. Your family will not be harmed in any way, shape, or form. And by tragedy, I just mean like a bee sting or something. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be that bad. That's going to happen. If your uncle knocks up my door, he's going to get stung by a bee. <laughs> but with that, folks, there's nothing else to say but... Don't Shut up and sit down.